What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy Jason Craig, aka the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead, and I'm here with another guest this week, my friend Adam. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, doing good. Can't complain. Just, just came from space with these space cowboys, you know, Mr. Spike Spiegel and Jet Black and Miss Faye Valentine. Today, y'all, we got a special. We got a special episode today. We're going to talk about one of the most beloved animes to a lot of people, and it's live action adaptation and our thoughts on whether it was good or not. And of course, we are talking about none other than Cowboy Bebop. So yes, we are. So for this, at first, like everybody knows, for me. Cowboy Bebop is my favorite anime. It is it was in my top five when we did our top five um, a few episodes ago on this podcast. But I this anime holds a very special place to my heart. So when I first heard this, I was not really too sure about it because, as y'all know, anime adaptations have a long bad reputation. (laughs) That they do. I'll give you that. So I know how I felt about when I heard it being dropped. How did you feel when you heard that this was a thing or becoming a thing? Honestly, I was I went into it with low expectations. I'm like, Netflix has failed us on Bleach. It failed us on Death Note. It failed us on Full Metal Alchemist. So I'll just be honest with you. I was like, this is probably going to be trash. And also they, at first I'm like, yo, you got this person playing Spike, like John Cho. It's like nothing nothing against him as an actor, but I kind of felt like he was too old for the role. Uh, But it was one of those things. I was like, you know what, though? I'm going to give it a shot just because it's Cowboy Bebop. And like you Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite animes. Like, honestly, it's it's definitely in my top five, you know. So I was just kind of going to be rough on it. Yeah. Like, I know you said that John Cho is, is old, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. He looks good for his age. He he actually looks good for his age. I did not realize he was 50. I did yeah. not I agree, and I'm not going to lie. When I looked up his age, I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize he was that old either, bro. <laughs> you know? But speaking of but speaking of John Cho, I'm not going to lie. After watching this, he actually he actually tried. He tried he actually tried his best to pull off Spike Spiegel. And I got to I got to commend him for that because. The one thing I do like about this adaptation, believe it or not, is I like how everybody involved actually tries. They try to capture what the anime was about. And I agree. And and I'm not going to lie, though. The award goes to the guy that played Jet because his voice actually matched the dubbed voice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Wow, uh, I don't know how he did that, but he sounds just like Jet Black." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, okay, y'all, we're gonna do the spoiler-free stuff now, and then we're gonna do the spoiler, spoiler field on the next half. But for me, okay, I, I hate to admit it, but I kind of like this adaptation. I wanted to go in here and trash it because this is my cowboy bebop. But I was, the more and more I started watching it, I was like, you know, this is probably one of the best live action anime adaptations I've seen. Just because of the attention, the detail to not only the characters, but some, but the set pieces. So I was, I did like that about cowboy bebop. Like John Cho and uh, Mustafa Shakir, the dude that plays Jet Black, they are the heart. Those two are the heart of the show. They they have really they have really good chemistry together. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I agree, man, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I'm going to go ahead and watch this, and I'm ready to trash this adaptation. And, you know, I got the first episode in. I was like, uh, okay, you know what? Uh, uh, me, uh, this director did it. The Netflix producer said this. This is Cowboy Bebop. This is most people's most beloved anime. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. If you mess this up, they will kill you. And that's no joke. They will kill you. So that director was like, no, nah, I know they'll kill me because uh, that's my favorite anime, too. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he did his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, like. <laughs> he, he was a he, he was a bold brave man to pick up to pick up such a beloved franchise and say he wants to do live action but for me what but for me what he did as far as stay true to the anime not it helped it but it also hurt it and the only reason why I say I why why I say it hurt it is because for anime, the pace, like for anime, the tone, tone is unique in anime. But for live action, sometimes playing with your tone is not always going to help because there's just some there's some episodes where the tone is just all over the place. Like it's it goes from very super campy to just violence, just extreme brutal violence. <laughs> what well, well, but see that's the thing and and that's that's slightly what i did love and hate about it also because it was one of those things where it was like well that's what cowboy bebop did it went from campy to like super violent you know of course a little bit more pg than the netflix adaptation but you know like that's typically what cowboy bebop was it was like campiness and then extreme violence you know what i mean so, but you're right though with the whole anime thing, because to me, certain stuff is like, guys, you gotta remember, this is animated, so it's gonna look better than in real life. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I do agree with you on that. But I will say this, man. They got me when I was able to hear this right here. We don't we can only play a little bit of it because of copyright, but when I heard but when I heard this right here. No. Oh, yeah. Come on now. I think it's time to blow this thing. You, you know what? I was uh, I was slightly disappointed, though, when I heard it. And I heard different versions of it for one reason. Do you know why? Why? I thought that they might have contacted Daddy Fat Snaps and was gonna play his Cowboy Bebop rap. Nah, I don't think that. I, like, I love Daddy Fat Snaps, but I I don't think that uh, they would be able. They would want to do that. They know that the fans want the original, um, the original theme tank. Like that is the most iconic theme in all of anime. Everybody, everybody knows that jazzy tune right there. But that that is you're right. <laughs> like, so when I heard that, I was like, you know what? This is this might be all, all right. They they starting out, they starting off staying true with the opening. And I I will say this though, I do kind of like how the anime or how the show is directed because it kind of gives me like a 70s grindhouse film type of look. Because even no, though right, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I know right. <laughs> like, Go ahead. But I think they did that just because they had to use their budget to their advantage. Because everybody knows grindhouse films, they look cheap. They 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 look cheap. But they had to throw their budget around a lot, so it was kind of it kind of made sense for it to have that grindhouse feel. And plus, like Cowboy Bebop. Like it's most like like it has like a seventies space like space cyberpunk aesthetic, and I like the music. It like I like the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is dope because it kind of 
pulled from the anime, even though I did get tired of hearing some recurrent themes in weird places. <laughs> okay. Like, but I still did. I still did enjoy the score. I enjoyed the characters. For me, though, I just have to say the story and a certain character we're going to talk about. A story and a certain character, it just fell flat to me. I I actually uh, think I know who you're talking about. I mean, I got two who I think I know who you're talking about. But uh, when we get to it, we'll we'll discuss it. But I kind of I kind of feel like I kind of feel you on that one because it was like to me at the end, I was like this. Y'all almost did this perfect, but you messed up this one thing so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, you, 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 that's the only complaint I have. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, y'all y'all did that. But, um, like, honestly, though, what I love the most about it is how they introduced changes to the storyline. Because it was like that director had in his mind I got to make this first episode loyal. I got to make it loyal because if it's not loyal, all the anime fans are going to stop watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's like, once I, once I do that, I got him. I got him. And then I'm going to put in these changes, you know? And then it was like, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to give them some stuff they didn't see that they wanted to see in the anime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh, snap. So it was like that director tried to get the anime fans very deeply involved in it. Because it, it, and I'm going to be honest with you, that director had to have been a fan of Cowboy Bebop. He had to have been a fan of it to me. That's oh, yeah. how I feel about it. You know? Yeah. So for me, okay. Like we're gonna like wrap up the spoiler-free um, section. For me, it's just for me as a fan of Cowboy Bebop. If I had to give this a rating, I would give it a a six point nine out of ten popcorn buckets. But that's just for me, only because I love what? the I love the I love the characters and I love I love the aesthetic and the setting. But like I said, the only thing, it was just a few story beats. It just fell flat to me, but I don't, but I'll put that on fault because they're trying to take a 26 episode, they're trying to take a 26 episode story and they're trying to cram the first half, like the first five, like they try to stretch out the first five episodes into 10 episodes and they added something unnecessary that I just felt like should not have been put in there. So well, look, man, I, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you. T- to me, that's a high eight, low nine for me. That that's my rating. But but I'll let you continue. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, for me it's a six point nine out of ten popcorn buckets. If you're a fan, I would just if you're not one of the improved fans that just pick and poke at everything. If you just like Cowboy Bebop just because of Cowboy Bebop, this is enjoyable. Now I will say this though, for newer people, it is not it is not really accessible to newer people because I tried I to I tried to show somebody this and they they looked at me like the fuck is this? So <laughs> so it's kind of so <laughs> for you people but, that so for, for you, you non-anime fans, you won't get it. And what what was messed up is I actually told people on Facebook don't watch the anime before watching the show and i was so wrong yeah. like it was like no nah, you you definitely should have watched the anime before you watched that show because you would have appreciated it way more you know yeah. what i mean yeah because y'all would have been thrown y'all would have been thrown off seeing hearing the term wulongs and teddy bear bomb it, it, it's, it's just a lot it's, it's, it's anime though so if you if you're curious, take a look. If you don't know shit about Cowboy Bebop the anime, it might not be for you. Right, right. 
So now, I'm uh, like I did last, like, like I did with my terms review. I'm going to give a countdown because we are found to get spoiler filled with this second half. So in three, yeah, we are two, one, spoilers. Now right, they fucked up Ed. They fucked yeah. up Ed. Yeah, I, I'm gonna just say that right now. My my bad for swearing, but they messed up on Ed really bad. Well, out. I can't say they messed up on because he was at the very tail end of of the show because they left it because they now, left be careful with that he word because uh, oh, they, yeah. they never they yeah. never they never said what Ed's gender was. We're just gonna call we're just gonna call Ed Chief right now. I'm, oh okay. We're gonna call <laughs> Ed Chief Chief right now. The thing oh, okay. the thing about Radical Ed, which I was like. Because throughout the whole 10 episodes, like, where the hell is Ed at? Like, but then when they finished off episode 10 the way they did, which I did not like that, I'm gonna get on more of that later. They they basically said, Okay, well, we forgot Ed, we gotta throw Ed up in there. So they threw Ed up in there. So I can't really say they fucked up Ed just because I don't know how that how the actor is gonna do with Ed. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that up for debate. Now, one person I did not like, even though I you did. Gonna say Faye. You're gonna say Faye. You're gonna say Faye. No, I I did not mind Faye because Faye, because she was still a bitch like Faye. So she 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 dealt Faye. I did not right. like I did not like Vicious. I did not what they what they did to Vicious. They made Vicious a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, they they made him soft. I, I will t- I will say that they did make Vicious a little soft. And, uh, I, and I even told people that I'm like, yeah, Vicious is like he he's a little cutthroat, but as it goes on and on, he appears softer and softer. You know what I mean? But I think they tried to make up with that by making him extremely violent. You know, like like what he did to the elders, fam. That was that was amazing. You know, yeah, it it was, but it just. I just wish like they would have went the route they went with John Cho and would have got somebody Asian because I just I just don't know. He did not look right to me. He did not look right to me in the vicious outfit. He just looked like a knockoff Snape from Harry Potter. Like, like you're right, he did. Like <laughs> I would say aesthetically, vicious did look the worst. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and what was cool was with uh, Faye, Faye Valentine, like she did seem sexually fluid in it. So that is kind of what I did like about her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh, OK, so y'all did confirm she's sexually fluid. Nice. Yeah. And then, like I said, they got they got the cash down pack. I didn't think they had to actually find a dog that can match the shape of eye. <laughs> Bro, I I'm in that in that live action was cuter than I'm in the in the anime. <laughs> like, yeah. like let's be let's be honest. Let's be honest, fam. Like yeah, he was he, he was he was cuter in that live. It was like, oh my God, I love that dog. As soon as I saw him, I was like, wow. And I actually liked his backstory in the live action more than in the anime, because you know, they did the whole data dog thing. Oh, and yeah. I like the fact that they hinted on the data dog thing in, in one episode. Yeah. But it was it was actually cool, you know, that he was actually a gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I will say this about the show that I feel like it kind of helped it a little bit because they technically, technically speaking, timeline wise, they, they cover the first five episodes. They cover the first right. five five episodes in 10, all the way up to Spike and Vicious's first meeting. So right. one thing I did like is how they made all the characters fleshed out complex and they and basically how all of them are just tragic characters, especially Faye, especially Faye. Faye, yeah. Faye is has the most is the most tragic character between Spike and Jet Black. Like I was just like, damn, I feel I felt yeah. I felt for Faye. And then that ninth episode with Spike and Vicious, even though. Oh, bro, bro, bro. Did you know it was like that, though? No. (laughs) To me, that gave 
Spike and Vicious's like like friendship so much more cred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's been a while since I've seen the anime. So I don't remember much, but I don't remember them fleshing out the friendship between those two at that detail. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, no, no, no. Like they they showed a few flashbacks like, you know, like you you did see flashbacks where they were shooting uh, at people with each other and stuff like that. But But not a whole episode. uh, Right. What's up? But, But not a whole episode. Right. No, no, no. Like, honestly, like the only time you really saw anything about their relationship was in that flashback when he's falling and, uh, you know, out of the uh, church or whatnot, you know, like he has like flashbacks and whatnot. And uh, like that, that was literally it. And to me, that ninth episode gave their friendship so much more death. Yeah. And and also, I love the fact that Julia was way more involved. Yeah, I like that too, but then I just, what she did at the very end, I just did not like because it's like, where do Really? Y'all, I loved it. Because, I just, because I'm just like, where do y'all go from here? What, well, this to me, I think is going to be the thing. And uh, this is just some projections. And I'm going to just tell you this right now. The next thing is not going to be a season. The next thing is going to be the movie the over yeah and i'm gonna just tell you this right now because she said hey you know ed ed you know uh i I know i said she but ed uh was like hey we gotta find the butterfly man oh yeah so that that that's a clear indication that they're going about uh they're going to uh uh make a movie about vincent which is why i think daddy fat snap song may have a chance to come in because I, I think he's going to be like this. Wait a second. Ova's aren't canon. Like, you know, because this director is clearly smart. He's going to be like, Ova's aren't canon. So I'm going to keep the original theme music for the show. And since this is something that's supposed to be non-canon, and since most animes are like that with their movies anyway, to where they do different theme music, he yeah. might hit us with that daddy fast nats cowboy bebop. You know what I mean? That's if Netflix is willing to pay the man. Uh, oh, uh, I, they'll pay that man. They'll pay that man. Hell, the boys, uh, uh, Amazon paid him <laughs> for the theme song for the boys. You know, uh, well, for the trailer for the boys. So, you know. Yeah, so, but now, yeah, for me, it was just, I liked it. I I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I can't be what you say that I loved it, but I did like it. It was it it was one of the best live action adaptations I've seen. But then again, that's not a very huge bar to to measure on because all the other ones have been crap. <laughs> well, I have one question, though. What? Which one would you say was a better live action adaptation, Alita or Cowboy Bebop? Well, because to me, Alita, Alita basically nailed it. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the one movie that I'll say nailed it. And matter of fact, I I tell people this all the time. The live action version of Alita is better than the over that. That's just facts. You know what I mean? Like, I really did like Alita just because. Like just like Cowboy Bebop, I'm a fan of the side. I'm the fan of, of cyberpunk. I love the cyberpunk aesthetic. So I like Alita. Like Alita and Cowboy Bebop are my two. I like right. if I had to say three, I would just say full metal alchemist only because even though they strayed away, like they left out a lot of parts of of the show, I still give them credit. We're still trying to stay to the source material because I guess they thought they were going to get more movies, but that never happened. Not at all. And um, I'll be honest with you, though, man, like for me, my third one is not Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, it's actually was a manga that uh, a movie was based off of. And a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, uh, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, that's yeah. te- that, that is a manga. 
And yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, I get why they changed the name, but the manga name to me is better than the movie name because the manga name was All You Need Is Kill. And I, it's like, okay, that that's a pretty cool sounding name. You know what I mean? You know, and it was like, oh, snap, that's kind of a play on All You Need Is Love, you know, the, uh, the uh, uh, Beatles song, you know? Yeah, but so I was like, oh, snap, that's good. But yeah. So now let's talk about why this was a failure to Netflix. I have a few I have a few theories to why this was a failure on Netflix, critically, uh, critic wise and audience wise. So I'm a, I'm going to narrow it down to three things. Number one. Number one of why this why this mostly failed is because, well, for critics and audiences alike, this is a beloved property that they were already going in to trash. That's true. That is true. Like anime fans, I would say, were looking for this to be crappy. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, because we even said that at the beginning, I was looking at this to be horror. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, you said that as well. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going into this one to trash it. You know what I mean? So I agree with you in that aspect. Yeah, so that is the first one. The audience and critics alike, they were looking for it to be bad because they wanted to trash it. And that's the one thing about anime fans <laughs> or the anime gatekeepers. They always ruin people that want to get into anime by gatekeeping you don't have to gatekeep anime it's okay everybody can enjoy anime we passed that y'all we passed that but reason number two i would say that this failed is because of the inconsistent storytelling now me and you we understand that's how it was in cowboy bebop they did a few bounties and then episode five, he met Vicious, and then they just did more bounties until Spike got fed up with, with Vicious, and he went to and he went to go see Vicious. That's how the story structure is, but but people got to understand it's not going to translate well in a TV show, a live action TV show, because that's not a proper format that casual audiences are used to. And I do agree with you on that, because like when you said that it's like as a failure, like I said, this director clearly made this live action for the fans of the anime. So if you never watch Cowboy Bebop, it looked it, you know, it it looked kind of can't be kind of cheesy. But, you know, if you watch Cowboy Bebop, it was like, wow, uh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? So I, I do agree with you on that is it like with the inconsistency in the story, even though the anime was like that. If you're not a fan of Cowboy Bebop, I can see how you wouldn't like the show. You know what I mean? But if you were a fan of Cowboy Bebop, you were like, oh, my God, they did this. They did that. Oh, wow. They changed this. Oh, this is so much better. You know what I mean? So like. That that's how come I loved it so much is because the director seemed like he mostly intended it to be for the anime fans, and it, and I know it's a failure, but it's gonna be one of those things where like pretty much everyone who's a fan of the Cowboy Bebop uh, anime is gonna be like, bro, watch the anime and then watch the live uh, adaptation because. I really feel like I robbed people when I said, <laughs> don't watch the anime first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, this is the third and final reason why I think that this failed. And I have to say, because it's just the way, like, how can I put that? How can I put this? It tried. Believe it or not, it tried too hard 
to be as close to the anime as possible. You would think that that would help it, but it also kind of hurt it because it just made it, it, it made it feel, it made it feel like okay. it was, a, it was a cop out to doing something different. But then when they, but then after that first episode, they did try to do something different. It hurt it. It, it hurt it to a lot of people that love the anime and the critics who are watching the show. That's and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I am with you on that because, like, with the first episode, I'm not going to lie, uh, with Asimov, I was like, bro, like, y'all tried way too hard to make something that looked ridiculous in the anime live action. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like, bro, um, on that one, I get y'all giving him some, like, level of superhuman strength, but but it's it's one of those things where it was like, yeah, y'all tried to make that too close to it. Also, with Clown a Go Go, I was like, y'all tried to make that too close to the anime too, uh, and I applaud them for that because it was like, wow. Um, when when I watched it, I was just like, wow, this guy clearly watched the anime. You know what I mean? And what I actually found weird about it is I appreciated the changes that they made to it more than the loyalty to it like like I don't know how you felt about that well okay I'll put it like this I when I've watched when I came when I watched after I got done watching the first episode I was like okay they set their tone this is this is a more this is way more camp way more campy and fun than the anime was because the anime was campy, but it wasn't as campy as it. I'm talking about. You could put a fire next to this live action ad. I can't find this live action adaptation. That's how campy it was. So I was like, you know what? I'm not expecting it to be shot for shot because me personally, I didn't want a shot for shot remake of it because I just go watch the fucking anime if I wanted all that. Exactly. But. but I did like some of the differences. I didn't like some of the differences, but I did. It's kind of 50 50 for me. That's why I just, I could only give it a 6.9 out of 10. But that's just me. I'm glad that you enjoyed it because I feel like the director, if he, he got you to enjoy it the way that you enjoyed it, he said, he did what he set out to do. So I'm glad that you find joy in that because I don't, I don't want a, a project to fail. I don't want it to fail. Like I just want it to be as close as it could. And he tried a lot of things didn't work for me personally, but he tried, he tried and I do applaud him for that. Right. And it's just one of those things though, with a lot of anime uh, it's with live action. It's one of those things where it's almost damned. If you do damned, if you don't, you know, cause it's one of those things where anime fans are going to want to be loyal, but you know, that loyalty isn't always going to translate, especially in live action. Yeah. You know, Cause I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Clown of Go-Go the first time they fought looked terrible. Second time they, they did a way better job, you know, like when they were on Earthland, but that, that first fight, uh, it's like, wow, this is, uh, uh, guys, um, this is one of those characters you probably could have just left out of the show. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I I literally would have been okay if he was not in it. You know what I mean? That and the Teddy Bomber, like the Teddy Bomber, he was just there for comedy at, at like yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I love that. That because that's what he was there for in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I was just, but, but like, cause I was, it was just like, that's why I feel like the, the amount, the, um, the five episodes they tried to flesh out and they really even flesh out five episodes. They really scrambled up these episodes. They really scrambled up these episodes and the order of how some of these characters met that, that was another reason why for me, it kind of threw me off because I was like, they met Faye in like episode three and not like, episode three or four and not one so i was just thrown off by seeing Faye in the very first episode me and, like, too i'm not gonna lie me too 
then the Asimov thing, like I said, even though I the first episode of the of Cowboy Bebop was what hooked me in, I'm not gonna lie, that shit just looked ridiculous in the first episode. Right. And, and, uh, that's that's what I was saying. It's like, yeah, they they tried to make that too loyal, but literally it, it seemed like that director said this. This is going to be a live action for the anime fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be for the anime fans. And and I'm pretty sure in his head, he was thinking everybody who was a fan of Cowboy Bebop is going to tell their friends to watch the live action. Because it's one of those things where it was like, yeah, if you watch the show, damn, this is good. You know what I mean? But if you if you didn't, you're right. It kind of falls a little flat. Yeah, but 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 you know, like I said, I have an unfair bias because that show answered so many questions for me about like Jet or whatnot. You know, like why he he was the way he was or whatnot. And I love the and I love the relationship uh, dynamic that they gave between him and Chalmers a lot more than they did in the show. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like to me, that was better. The fact that he had a daughter was better to me. Uh, sorry, yeah, this is a spoiler uh, filled one. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just to me they they uh, they did a lot of uh, cool stuff with the anime, and I mean with the live action. And it to me, I loved it. You know, and how it was like, oh, this person was actually evil the whole time that was that was also great you know yeah. what i mean yeah like like i said i just can't be i i'm at that like level i can't be i loved it but i liked it more than i thought i would just because of the actors who played jet Faye, and spike they did a really good job of capturing the essence of those characters especially mustafa shakir Yes. Who was who was also in a, in another uh, in another show in the, their second season that was critically panned in Luke Cage season two he was Bushmaster, so yeah, and, and and matter of fact he made the second season because I even told people like bro the second season of Luke Cage was it was uh, it, it wasn't was that good. better than the first season because of Mustafa Shakir you, you know what I mean yes yeah, like so, he nailed that character. Yeah, so John, so, uh, like John show, he did his thing as Spike. I did like him as Spike, and I liked how they gave Spike a more of a, a more of a com a complexity to him when it came to Vicious and the Syndicate. I did, I did appreciate that. But like I said, for you, you you appreciated what they did with Julia. I was liking it until like just that very end. I was just y'all kind of just threw that out your ass <laughs> that's just to me they kind of threw it out their ass just to be like well you know what here's a twist for your ass me personally i i, I, you, I huh I, I see where you're coming from I, i'm not gonna lie it, it was one of those wait shut the fuck up you know type <laughs> of moments like you know what i mean like, like it, it wanted it, it was one of those moments where it was like okay wait a second uh, we we know spike is gonna go out that window like we know he is yeah but it was like wait vicious is injured and it was like wait wait julia's gonna do it oh my god <laughs> really uh, you, you know what i mean like it was like what oh <laughs> i hate like that so it was just like kind of excitement for me and I was like, well, all I wanted to figure out was, was she going to shoot him out or was she going to kick him out? Yeah, it, I don't know. It just for me, like, I've seen, if if y'all know, hence doing this podcast, I've seen a lot of movies this year. And just surprise, surprise twist out of nowhere. I'm just getting tired of them. <laughs> Especially when they don't make sense because, because, like, the whole time that they were setting it up, you would never think that Julia would want to would want to do that to Spike. So I was, and that's what made it so awesome. Because was, Julia would never do that. And it was like, 
nah, nah, she did that, fam. Like, you know, but that's why I was like, yo, I, I, I literally stood up and applauded. Yeah, like I said, I'm like I said, I'm glad it worked for you. Just for me, it didn't. But I'm still going to say, just because I gave it a six point nine out of ten popcorn buckets, y'all, does not mean that that I did not like it. I actually enjoyed my time watching it. Will I watch it the second time? Maybe. I can't put. I can't make no promises. But this for me is still watchable. So if you have Netflix and you got some time, I just say go watch it. And I agree with you because, like, honestly, this was kind of like The Witcher for me. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, y'all, y'all stay pretty loyal, and you know, y'all made some changes, but they were good changes. So, like, like that's honestly how I felt about it. It was like, wow. Uh, and I actually need to look that up if those have the same directors because. It was like, wow, this dude was uh, definitely loyal to The Witcher. And it's uh, like Cowboy Bebop. He was definitely loyal. You know what I mean? Oh, no. These are two completely different directors. Oh, they are? Oh, okay. Well, um, I guess they just had the same idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah, y'all, Cowboy Bebop live action. It is available on Netflix. Ten episodes, about 50 to 40 minutes each. It's a quick watch. So now, y'all, going from space to friendly neighborhood New York City. We went from or the Cal- multiverse. I would have went with multiverse. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> multiverse. Basically, y'all, y'all know if y'all been watching Marvel, all of our favorite people, they fucking shit up in the multiverse. What what you talking about fucking shit up, y'all? Well. If you have not seen the trailer or heard the leaks or not seen that mouse trying to assassinate whoever been leaking his shit, Spider-Man No Way Home got its second trailer. Now, me and my friend Adam, we are going to sit back and watch this trailer and we will give our thoughts right after this. So here we go, y'all. Oh, shoot. Turn down a little bit. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. I'm gonna pause it. Hey, hey, Adam. <laughs> Throughout all What's of up? this, through all this. All the shit that this girl go through, why MJ still with him? <laughs> uh, look, look, man, like, yo, <laughs> it, 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 MJ's life was pretty crappy, so it was like, yo, this is probably a, a cakewalk for her. You know what I mean? Oh, girl, you got to find somebody different, but we're going to continue. Yeah, no, nah, but I'm with you on that. It, it's sort of like, uh, you, you know, uh, Bella from Twilight. It's like, yo, just falling in love with a human game. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We gonna back back to the Spider Man. We started getting some visitors from every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. Sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. Flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. 
they're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter, you're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December 17th, exclusively in movie theaters. Tickets on sale November 29th. Spider Monday. Man! Every, yeah. every time I see that trailer, man! Kate, ooh, Marvel, Marvel and Disney. You done fucked yeah. up. You done fucked up. You done... Put yourself at a very high bar. I don't expect nothing less than amazing to come from this trailer. Um, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Um, I like it, but it still kind of makes you wonder if any of the other Spider-Mans are in it. And my one only other critique is this. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I never liked Electro's costume. In the in the TV show, you know, like the cartoon animated version in the comic books, I always thought his costume looked terrible. And to me, in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, that should have literally been the only thing that they kept was how Electro was, because literally in Sp the Amazing Spider-Man Two, the only good thing about it was Electro. You know what I mean? See. And the fact that they made you wonder whether or not Spider-Man killed Gwen Stacy or her head hit the ground. You know what I mean? Because, uh, like, uh, I always tell people, if, if you watch it, like, the Amazing Spider-Man, like, uh, when she, uh, when Gwen Stacy dies, you'll notice she doesn't have blood on the back of her head. Like, when he touched her head in the back, he didn't have blood on her hand, on his hand, and there was no blood on the ground. So it made you wonder, like in the comic book, did she die from the fall or did she die from Spider-Man uh, stopping her from falling? And if you ask any physicist, they would they would tell you, yeah, somebody falling that that far and then all of a sudden stopping. The that whiplash would kill, kill The whiplash. Yeah, that, that would kill you. You know what I mean? But man. So yeah. that that that's my one only complaint is I think they should have kept the electro design from the Amazing Spider-Man too. Well, I the way that uh, if if you've noticed, Marvel said, "Listen, Sony, we may be using your characters, but all of the shit designs that y'all had, we're gonna change it to to what we know and what these fans know will love." But you talking about you didn't see a Spider-Man. What you talking about, Adam? There was a Spider-Man there. He just he just wasn't there. He just was he he was there, but he just he was he wasn't there, but he was there at the same time. Let me see if I can find it. So oh, uh with, with a different suit, you're trying to say? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm gonna mute it. I'm gonna mute it because you know we played enough, we don't want to get copyrighted. Okay. So watch Lizard, right? I'm gonna do it. I'm trying to do it frame by frame. Lizard gets punched. Lizard obviously he gets punched. Like a split second, Lizard gets punched. Like he like, first of all, if you look at if you look at the trailer itself, like look, first of all, Peter's right here. Peter's right, right. here. Who is Lizard fighting? <laughs> also, Electro, too. Electro isn't even go Like, Peter is not... Like, if you look at the trajectory, Peter is not going to meet Electro or, or the Lizard. He's going for Sandman. So, what well, I think that Marvel did, because they're not slick. 
they're not slick. Like you gotta be, you gotta have a really quick eye because a lot of people online they've been catching this lizard right here for a split second. It looked like he gets punched by something invisible. So what I, I mean, think, that could have been a spider bullet. You know what I mean? I think what Marvel's trying to do, Marvel, Marvel known for throwing misdirections. I think what they did is what they digitized Andrew and Toby out because for months and months we've heard these leaks and which is forced Marvel's hand because I feel like we were going to get the first trailer today or we we're going to get the first trailer last week. Like if all the leaks never came out, we would never got that first trailer. If all those leaks didn't come out and John Campia, you fucked yourself up, man. Well, well, look, man, them, them leaks were a good thing because, yo, look, let's be honest. We would have never gotten a Deadpool if it wasn't for leaks. Yeah, but you see, but different between 20th Century Fox and, and Disney, you know not to fuck with that mouse. You know that you know that mouse will always get the last laugh. Oh, that, yes, sir. That mouse don't play no games. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's little. There's assassins with Mickey Mouse gloves on and Mickey Mouse hats on looking for whoever did that them first initial leaks. That mouse don't. Oh, yeah, play. definitely. <laughs> that mouse. No, there's play. a reason why they he wore them gloves. It's so he don't get <laughs> fingerprints, man. You know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. But I'm I like this trailer. I like this trailer. This trailer has given me high hopes and expectations for this movie. Yeah. And it just a lot of people, whether you team Toby, team Andrew, or team Hot or, or team Tom, Spider-Man is one of the most well-known heroes in the world, next to Superman. Like everybody I, I'm team Andrew, by the way. J- I, I'm just putting that out there. I'm I'm team Andrew. <laughs> I'm just team Tom. Because he has he has a he has the perfect balance. Andrew uh, and Andrew, he he was the right Spider-Man because he was a dickhead, like how Spider-Man was when he first started being Spider-Man. But I just did, never believed his Peter. And Toby, I didn't believe either one. Like, like Toby, I just didn't believe either one. Everybody just say Toby, because just admit it, y'all. Nostalgia. That's why y'all love Toby. It's just nostalgia. But I'm gonna say, or you know, it, it it might be roots, man. You know, uh, your name is Toby. Did get implanted in a lot of people's minds. That <laughs> that was messed up. I'm not gonna lie. That was messed up. But <laughs> we gonna save that conversation for Spider Month next month when I review all of the movies. But okay. But for this right here, man. I got to say, I think this this will probably be this has the makings to be the best Spider-Man movie we have gotten just of uh, all the things that they have thrown in here and all the little intricate details. Yeah. (laughs) And And somehow they got a lot of those actors from those old ones to uh, come back. Yeah. And Andrew tried his best. Andrew tried his best to deny that he was not going to be in this movie, but it's just so many things, so many leaks, so many leaks. Just it, it just said, "All right, Andrew, you can stop bullshitting. We know you win this, <laughs> right?" It's like get over it, fam. You're gonna be in this one, like, like, and and it's one of those things for me. It's like, bro, we gonna love you in it. I, like, I, I don't know what your problem is. Now, now that corny ass, uh, uh, you know, uh, not not Norman. What what was his um son's name osborne harry uh, harry yeah harry now now that corny ass harry osborne that was uh and it, it's it's like bro i'm like I, i'm sorry um your only good movie was that one movie uh chronicles and pretty much everything else you in is uh like everything you touch is uh turns to lead you know what i mean because well, i've literally never seen him in anything good other than Chronicles, well, you know what I mean. Like I didn't like Valerian, you know. Well, well, that's also because those are shitty movies to begin with. <laughs> and and hey, look, you... look, look, look! I'm not gonna let you insult Luke Besson like that, bro. Because Luke Besson gave us Fifth Element, which is which is most people's low key favorite sci fi film. But I'm talking about that movie he was in. But that's but that's another topic. But 
I know one person that won't be in this movie. Oh. Uh, um, Toby Maguire's Harry Osborne. I, I know that for a fact he won't be in because James Franco. Oh, yeah, James Franco. <laughs> yeah, he's canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, like that. He canceled. He canceled. So we ain't going to see him. <laughs> but it's nice that we get William Defoe back because William Defoe, to me, he made that first movie, even though the first movie was campy. I've always said that the villains were the strong point of the Toby movies. Yeah. The, the Amazing Spider-Man, I did not care much for two just because I just hated what they did with two. But I did enjoy one just because I did like their Dr. Connors or the lizard in there because it was comic book accurate. And I did believe the Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker romance more than I did the MJ and Peter one and the Tobin movies. So there is goods and bad facts. facts. There's yeah. goods and bads to both of the films. But the one thing I do like about Marvel is they are known for taking other people's shit and turning it into gold. So, like I said, I think that well, not not Marvel, more like Disney, you know, because Marvel did all those other ones too, you know. Yeah. Like I even tell people this, like y'all always say that shit about like Kevin Feige or whatnot, like oh my god, he's such a good producer, director, or whatnot. It's like, bro, he gave us that Hulk movie with Eric Banner. It's not him, it's Disney. Well, no, Kevin Feige, he didn't come on board until after um, I I think he came on in between like the phase one and the Avengers movies, because John Favreau, he was John Favreau. He was overlooking um, things from Iron Man forward. Then he kind of slumped down his role. So Kevin Feige and Disney, they know what they're doing because Kevin Feige, he has a plan and he sticks with it. Now, my only worry is that people forget that Spider-Man is still being borrowed by, by Disney. So Tom yes, sir. So Tom Holland, he's already talking about he don't know what the future for Spider-Man is. So I'm kind of nervous because I feel like this is Marvel's. If the way things are going to go business wise, I feel like this will be the last Marvel Spider-Man film unless they come to a new agreement. So I think that they are I think that's why they're going with the multiverse idea, just so they can if they have to, they can put they can give the MCU Spider-Man a nice ending. And then they're gonna let Sony, yeah. then they're gonna let Sony do whatever the fuck they want to do. But Sony is also kind of, I don't know what they want to do because they don't know what they want to do with this whole Spider-Man centric universe without a Spider-Man with Mobius the living vampire and Venom, and that's a whole nother mess. But as far as this. I'm really. I don't know. I like Mobius. <laughs> I mean, I like Mobius too, but it's just kind of weird seeing Mobius without Spider Man or Blakey. So, you, you know something? You're right because it's like, man, yo, uh, is this how y'all gonna introduce Blade or some shit? You know no, what I mean? Can, they can't because, because I, they can't they because can't. remember, Blade is MCU now. Oh yeah. So. So, yeah, man. But as far as this, I'm really looking forward to this. I love I've loved Spider-Man ever since I was a kid. Now, the icing on top on top of this cake right here is if we can get a multiverse version of Miles. I would love this movie. This movie will go down as one of my favorite Spider-Man movies if they somehow incorporate Miles into this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give you a uh, horrible anime dad joke. Okay, let's go ahead. And get, just go ahead. And go get on with it. Hey, uh, why is uh, bebop my favorite type of music? Why is that, sir? Because I'm fearless. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. If you watch the live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop, you'll get it. <laughs> but today today was a pretty fun episode it was a pretty fun episode got to talk about cowboy bebop got to geek out about the spider-man trailer again i've seen this thing like 
a thousand times already. I just need a movie to come out already. But now yeah. I'm with you on that one. It looks great. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, I think that wraps it up for us. So, like I said, next year, following 2022, I'm looking for big things for this podcast. I'm still trying to work out the merchandise and the Patreon for this. And I'm still trying to get that off the ground, but I'm still trying to gauge the type of listeners we got and the type of audience we have. So I will keep you all updated on how things are working, but you can always find me and all of my other guests on the, on the Facebook group, bring the popcorn. That is facebook.com slash bring B R A N G the D A popcorn dot and uh, dot com but yeah man adam this was fun might have to do this again y'all yep and uh i want to add something to that anybody who uh purchases merchandise or uh the patreon i will give you uh some free fitness tips because i'm really big into cosplay and i kind of want to get something called cosplay fit so you know if uh, you help my boy out i will give you free fitness tips yeah, y'all. So, like, all yeah, tell him I'm Jack, man. Tell him I'm Jack. Yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah, this man loves his fitness more than the average man. So, <laughs> I take his word for it. But, like I said, y'all, this has been a wonderful episode. Good night, good morning, or whatever time of day you are watching this. Remember, when you always come to these reviews, just remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, Adam, we out.